Rattle, and rattle, what's that sound? It's, it's shaking the pot. Shaking the pot, Adam. <laughs> Come back to shaking the pot, Adam. The podcast where we shake, shake the, the pot, pot at Adam. you. <laughs> Are you ready to get some pod shaking at you? I hope so, because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, welcome back to uh, episode two. Milk. Milk. A topic that I think it's safe to say has been on a lot of our minds. Yeah, recently. lately. Just in general. What? Uh, how do you feel about milk? What's your relationship with milk like? Definitely used to like milk more. Definitely used to be a bigger milk guy than I am now. Interesting. And now, now, like, I feel like I used to drink glasses of milk. Now I would say, like, if it's not in cereal, I don't know how much milk I drink. How often do you do you consume milk? I put creamer in my coffee every day. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Straight up milk, straight up a glass of milk, maybe once a week. Okay, fair, yeah. fair. I'm similar. I'm a coffee drinker, so I like milk and coffee. But when I was a kid, I was force fed a lot of milk. Force fed? Do you mean literally? No, not well, not quite. My mom was like a big, uh, a big milk milk proponent. Like she thought my bones would disintegrate. You know, disintegrate, yeah, yeah right. without it. So I would have to have a big glass of milk with every meal, and I hated it as oh. a kid. So I would I would literally like hold my nose and just chug oh my God. chug the milk, like, and then like. I didn't want to look at the empty glass while I was eating. Oh, okay. grew, so I would like do that before the meal started. Wow. Clear the glass. This is like college technique for drinking alcohol. Plug the nose and just get it over with. And yeah. This man was doing this for milk. I was preparing early. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then as I got older, I drank it voluntarily because I thought it was like good for me. So I would drink a lot of glasses. But yeah, these days, really just in coffee. Anyway, so we're going to bring you some facts about milk. I think I need to preface this too by saying we are not authorities on anything. This is not a medical advice. This is not financial advice. Don't invest in milk stocks. Like, don't change your diet based on this. This is just some interesting facts about milk. Yeah, well said. All right, so what is milk? (laughs) (laughs) That's a a good question. I don't think I have that in my notes. You have any guesses? Uh, I know it's modified sweat, which is, which uh, is interesting. Uh, it comes from glands in, um, primarily female speech, female genders of the, whatever species you're milking. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're milking. You, you stole, yeah, you don't, I don't want to assume, assume species. Um, you stole my like most interesting fact. Sorry. I have a biology background, so I, I, I think I know which one, but go ahead, but like, uh, sorry, but go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, it's defined as a fluid secreted by the mammary glands of females for the nourishment of their young. All mammals produce milk. It's like one of the things that that's what a mammal makes us mammals. That's why yeah. coconuts are mammals. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give live birth. And- <laughs> It'd be fucked. Oh, coconut miscarriage would be <laughs> fucked up, though. Because <laughs> you said give live birth, the coconuts didn't do that. Yeah, we're we're joking. We know well that coconuts lay eggs. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, go on. It's produced to nourish the young. So mammals didn't evolve the ability to produce milk. The uh, mammals are descended from synapsids, which are uh, like a group of animals that are now extinct. Oh. And we think it evolved about 310 million years ago. I had no idea. So let's see. It just like provides a lot. It's it's like 
full of nutrition for babies. So it's like really good for them, helps them reach adulthood. Um, it's produced by the mammary glands, which Abe already said are like a modified sweat gland. So yeah, milk is sort of like, what, like a cousin? Yeah, a cousin it's to gotta sweat. be like. Here's a wild fact for you. So almost all mammals secrete milk through like their nipples, yeah. right? But there are like a few exceptions, including plat- platypuses, platypi. Oh. And a kid. Platypi secrete milk? They do their mammals. They lay eggs, but they're mammals. What the fuck? But they don't have nipples. They just sweat it out. And then, and then they're young, like, just, like, lick it off their fur. That's so nasty. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> so you're telling me if I pick up a platypus, like, it's just covered in milk at all times? Only the females, I assume, when they're... Oh, I guess, I mean, yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's so... Platypuses are so weird, They're though. so interesting. They lay the, eggs. The amount of crossover. It's semi-aquatic. Yeah. Not to quote. It's just insane. Yeah, and so most males... Male animals don't produce milk. There is one species of fruit bat called the Dyak or Dayak fruit bat that does produce milk, and scientists don't know why. <laughs> what the? The male does as well as the female? Yeah, the male the male fruit bat. Does, and it doesn't sweat it. This is through nipples? I, I believe so. Okay. That's insane. It's crazy. Humans are the only species to drink milk as adults. There's, yeah. there's no other animal. Well, how would they get it? And because like, we're like, like if we were in the wild, how would I? I'm oh, not gonna. Yeah, and I don't think there are any other animals that like milk other animals. Like I, I don't think there's any animal that doesn't drink that drinks yeah. a different species milk the oh, way that we do. Damn. Obviously, we drink cow's milk and other animals' milk, and so there's like a long history of humans drinking milk. Apparently, historians agree that. Dairying or like the business of, of producing dairy products uh, started 8,000 to 10,000 years ago. Wow. It was a pretty long time. We've been doing this a long time. But in the early days, people weren't able to actually drink milk because no one could tolerate lactose until oh, about wow. 7,000 years ago. So. Well, well, Oh, so it was just like the fermented forms like cheese or something. Yeah, so they would let it ferment and then your your body could process it. But, so this is crazy. So we literally like selectively bred ourselves to, to do milk. Literally. Not only have we like selectively bred animals to produce milk, we've bred ourselves to... To digest to it. To digest it, yeah. So before that, like kids could digest it, but then like once you were like six, seven, you'd lose... Right, because you'd stop drinking from your mother's. And then which we makes sense. we think this like genetic mutation popped up that let some people like continue drinking it, and that like provided benefits because it's like very nutritious. So they they just live longer. So then and they yeah they, they became so like wow so naturally selected for drinking milk. Yeah, crazy. That, that's insane. The first dairy animal to be domesticated was a sheep. That was oh. about nine thousand years ago. And then this was followed by goats, um, cattle, donkeys, water buffalo, horses, oh. camels, llamas, reindeers, yaks. Oh my god. We're drinking a lot of different animals. I've never tried sheep's milk. I don't think I've ever tried any I in like yeah, milk Actually, form. I don't know. Yeah, like I've tried like cheeses made from different milks, but I don't know if I've ever straight up drank like goat's milk. So apparently donkey milk is the closest to human milk. <laughs> thought that was a that's kind of nasty but yeah all right fair enough 
But, you know, the one the one we've all been waiting for, the big one, the one and only... Cow milk. The cow. Where do they fit into this? Well, nine out of every ten glasses of milk consumed in the U.S. and Canada... Ten out of ten of every milk that I've ever consumed. Same, yeah. <laughs> just, who are these outliers that are just chugging <laughs> other things to get to that one out of ten? How much, like, non-cow milk are they drinking? <laughs> so... Where do cow? Do you have any idea, like, where cows come from? No, I, I do not. I'm going to assume Africa, but, like, honestly, I have no idea. A cow is sort of like a dog, and then, <laughs> like, there's... <laughs> and then it's domesticated, and there's, like, no wild form of it. I mean, I guess there are wild dogs, but it's, like, they were domesticated, and then they became yeah. wild again. Yeah. Yeah, so cows descended from these animals called aurochs. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's A-U-R-O-C-H. I, I've never heard of this, so I, I can't... And, like, it, here, I have a picture of it here for oh. you. Uh, it's, an artist, it's an artist's rendition because they went extinct, like, in the 1600s. Oh, it looks like a buffalo. Yeah, it looks like a bison, yeah. Is there a difference between a buffalo and a bison? Buffalo are in Africa. Bison are in oh, North okay. America. It looks to me like a bison, then let me... These big cow guys, they lived in... <laughs> Looks like they live in parts of Asia, parts of Europe, and also North Africa. That makes sense. Through, like, DNA testing, we think that all modern cows descended from about 80 cows, or aurochs. Jesus. And today, there are over 800 breeds of cattle, so they were all, oh. they, they think that they were all spawned from. So, so it is like dogs, I see. It's yeah. Not different species, but different breeds. Just mm-hmm. like... And I think that they can, like, inter- you know what I'm so they're like not a, like mules okay yeah because i always find it interesting that like dogs could like different breeds of dogs can produce yeah babies breeding in general just a thoroughly interesting it's wild process. yeah so today there's a global population of about 1.5 billion cows Is that and all cows like meat cows and milk cows i believe so oh all right so and cows. people keep breeding them selectively to produce more and more milk is it getting to, like, insane levels now? Yeah, so listen to this. So, okay. so in the 1970s, dairy cows could produce an average of 21 pints of milk per day, which is, like, seems like a lot of milk, That's right? a lot like, of milk to be sweating. That's a lot of... To be sweating out. <laughs> in 2012, the average had climbed to 42 pints per day. Jesus. So it had fully doubled. Jesus Just Christ. by breeding. That's, like, so... It's, like, evolution at work. Like, that's yeah, so cool. But, like, it's not supposed to be like this. And then also, they've bred them so that a modern cow produces seven to ten times more milk than it would need to to feed a calf. Oh, God. What are the cows? Like, can you imagine, like, if you just made so much of something? So much more of it than you need. Like, Like, sweat? Well, I can sort of relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) You're a sweaty, sweaty boy. But that's insane. Oh, my God. So today... So I guess there's, like... Prize gene lineages of like these cows that are making these just 41 pints of milk a day which just like makes you think like what other characteristics you like, could probably you can just really just for. fuck around like just breed it like i bet you could do the same thing with platypuses if you got like the sweatiest female <laughs> sweatiest <laughs> like like the the milkiest platypuses and you just bred them like you could just get like sheens of milk just running off this animal as it swims selective breeding is a I mean you just look at pugs and you're like what the fuck is going on with you my guy how did this happen (laughs) who let this happen 
Are pugs the ones with the like smushed face? I think so. Yeah, they have like trouble breathing. They, yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh my god, it's, it's uh, messed up. Je- je- jeans have done you dirty. So, so today, in the United States, in 2020, about 223 billion pounds of milk were produced in the year. Jeez. So, that's a lot of milk. Oh God, the. So, like, if, if we ever did come down from factory farming and got to, like, normal levels of consumption of everything, what, the wild cattle that would, like, be released in these, that just makes just so much milk, like, herds, <laughs> yeah, to destroy an ecosystem. Herds of wild cattle. Just yeah. making so much milk, yeah. like, their calves are so much bigger than all the other. Have you seen the, the, that, like, statistic where they compare cows to, like, a country? To talk about, like, emissions, because cows are responsible for a lot of emissions. Cows are responsible for... I don't know about that <laughs> Yeah, well, Like, they... It's not... Like, they're just living. Yeah, it's not, like, by it's like choice. people's consumptions of cows is responsible is a better way of, in, my, in my head of saying that. Yeah, they have this, like, kind of funny statistic that, like, makes it sound like cows are doing their own <laughs> Yeah. Because they're like, if cows... If all cows in the world were their own country, they would be the third leading emitter of greenhouse gases among countries. We eat so, so many cows. So after China and the U.S., it's cows. cows. <laughs> that's insane. Holy shit. Yeah. So. Do you think that's real? Like, do you think they're emitting more because they're like bred to be like more milk and more meat? I think that's, that's a good question. Like, do you think like naturally, like a wild buffalo or something, like if they if they were in their natural state, would they produce as much? I don't know. That's a great question. I think it might be just that their their population is just like way there's larger. So many. Okay. So the ruminants, and that's where the methane comes from. They have this like special nice. stomach structure where they have multiple chambers in their stomach, and so the their food like ferments oh. in their stomachs, and then they belch out methane essentially. Jesus. And also, I didn't research on this a lot, but I saw that if you feed them a different diet, they'll produce a lot less methane. So, like, factory farm cows in the U.S. are fed soy and corn a lot, which is, like, not food they would naturally eat, but it's just, like, cheap to produce, apparently. Oh, I guess that makes sense. And I saw that, like, if you feed them seaweed, they produce much less methane. So, are you familiar with uh, pasteurization? Uh, not, no. Educate me. <laughs> so, so, pasteurization is a process that makes milk have a longer shelf life and be safer to drink. Okay. It kills the bacteria in it, basically. Right. Here's here's the thing. Pasteurization, right? Cows live in pastures. Okay. Milk is pasteurized. Yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Okay. That's like, they're not... They're not, no, they're not because, related. Because it's named after, the process is named after Louise Pasteur. Oh. Who invented it. Wow. 150 years ago. And I, I don't know if that's fitting or... Is he named after a pasture? No, I think it's French. It's P-A-S-T-E-U-R. Yeah, that's French. All right. All right. No, yeah. I did not know that that's a weird coincidence. Yeah. So apparently raw milk has a has a shelf life of one to three days. Like it goes bad really quickly. Jeez. So they were like, we got to figure out how to make that, make yeah. the, extend that and also like kill the bacteria. So it's basically just like they heat it up real quick and they cool it down. So they heat it to like... 160 degrees Fahrenheit. Bacteria can't live at that temperature. That makes sense. Yeah, it kills all the bacteria. And it's really interesting in like factories where they do this, they use the chilled raw milk to cool the pasteurized milk after it's been 
cooked. That sounds very efficient. It's kind of cool. And they're also, they're different types of pasteurization. So there's this other, they can sterilize it when they, they cook it at like 280 degrees Fahrenheit for four seconds. They sterilize the milk and then its shelf life is like months. Oh. And it doesn't even have to be refrigerated. <laughs> Why don't they just do that to all the milk then? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it does something. It doesn't kill any more bacteria than are killed in the normal process. But so there's some people that say like raw milk is the way to go, but the CDC would not agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it just because you cannot digest all those bacteria? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it says that raw milk can harbor dangerous bacteria that can pose serious health risks. I mean, so raw milk is uttered to, to glass? To glass, theoretically? Yeah. And, uh, apparently it's actually illegal in 40 states and banned in Canada. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, that makes me want to stay away from raw milk. (laughs) I didn't know it was banned. Jesus Christ. But... (laughs) Who's smuggling illegally just raw? Because it can't last that long. So you you, essentially have to get it from the cow to the black market. To the person very quickly, yeah. I'd be very interested to know if there's a black market for it. Gotta get a cow. So the cow's gotta be milked, right? To get the milk out of it. Yeah. So that's also now mostly automated. They have this like crazy um, system. Like, there's almost no human contact with the cows in some of these operations. That's are, disheartening. Are you ready to feel sad and kind of gross for a couple minutes? Yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it to me. Okay. We're, we're just going to get this over with. I wasn't going to bring this up until a little later on, but we're just going to get it out of the way. So the, the life of a, of a dairy cow is not a great life. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, I, I guess I knew that in the back of my head, but give me, give me the details. So they're super confined. They're kept in these, like crowded sometimes inside they're artificially inseminated oh, when they're God. about like as soon as they're ready to ready go. yeah which is about two years old oh and then they carry their calf for like nine months like it's similar to a human pregnancy but then when the calf is born they take it away immediately because they don't oh, want god because they don't want it to drink the milk the milk is for the people right the calf then uh is often just killed jesus christ and sometimes i, I thought that it would be like a meat cow at that point sometimes they use them for veal right oh, ba- you know which is just yeah. baby cows and veal is super messed up because they put them in these crates so they can't move so the the muscle doesn't get tough so oh, they keep God. it as tender as possible and they only keep it who alive is they who is eating meal oh veal oh jesus christ yeah veal is i've eaten veal before i like felt really like as a kid i felt really okay. bad about it afterwards yeah, yeah. Who would feed veal to a child? That's fucked up too. But yeah, so then these cows are just, they're just milked every day for 10 months. Then after they, you know, give birth because they produce milk. And then after 10 months, they're artificially impregnated again. Oh. And when they're conti- they continue to milk them until like two months before they're ready to have their next calf. So they have like almost no, no period of time where they're not being milked. And then, so, well, the other thing is diet. Like, we kind of already covered this. But in the wild, they would would forage for, like, plants. But they're Mm -hmm. they're fed, like, a lot of, like, corn, soybeans. Mm -hmm. And they don't live very long. In the wild, they might live 15 to 20 years. But when they're milked, like, this intensively, it's, like, three to five years. And then it's not even that they, like, die. It's that they're, like, peak performance years are over. And they, like, a lot of them, sometimes they're used for meat then. So it's, like, at least they're not going to waste. But... Do they get to go outside if they're not used for meat? I I think if they're... Uh, I don't know. 
Maybe in some situations. Okay. No, it's just me kidding myself, but it, it would it'd be nice. Yeah, no. Um, it's uh, it's not great. Beyond the environmental implications of plant versus animal milk, the, the, this is a huge part of it as well. Yeah, just the, the ethical side of it made me sad. All right, well, we talked about the sad part. We talked about pasteurization, milking. Yeah, the milking's done, like, it's, like, automated, too. How does that mostly. work? They got, like, a machine that, like... Like, <laughs> uh, he made little grabbing motions with his arms and like little claws, which I assume meant they go up to the udder and just pull it. Yeah, down. they attach to the udder and oh. fat percentages. Are you familiar? Like, do you know what like the two percent, one percent? You know what I that's don't, all about? I don't. I don't. Do you have a guess? Uh, two percent of the, I, I'm not sure. No, I can't because I can't imagine that it's two percent fat. Like the all the whole milk is that'd be so low. So, I guess 2% reduced from 100%? No, it's actually what you said at first. So, it's basically, it's just the percentage, like, it's by weight, the percentage oh, of fat. really? So, like, 2% means that if you have, like, a, like a pound of milk, 2% of that weight is composed of fat. So, whole milk is, like, 3.5% fat. Oh. And that's, like, as close as you would get to the actual... To, like, raw. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And it's, but it's weird because they, like remove all the fat right and then they add it back that's why i was confused because it, it to me like it's got to be a super fatty substance initially there's no way it's only two percent so maybe they've reduced it by two percent but i guess they took out a hundred percent and then put back and then they add it back it's so like artificial like just because culturally you drink milk but some people like don't like the fat so i guess like skim is like the you got to get rid of the cultural pressure for milk Cultural milk pressure, yeah. Like we're not supposed to be drinking, you guys. We're not supposed to be drinking at all, so <laughs> taking the fat out of it's not much better. Like, <laughs> like, it's just weird that it's just, like, so ubiquitous. So what? what's your perception of, like, the health factor of milk? Like, is it good for you? Is it... I, there's, there's various studies, because I saw some stuff that countries that drink, like, the most milk have, like, some of the worst bones, like, problems. Like, so if that's not it, then what? why the fuck is it? Yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, so this is, like, where I struggled with the research the most. I'm not going to try to tell you that it's healthy or not. I'm just going to tell you that there's a lot... A lot of people fall on both sides of that debate. Yeah, yeah. And, like... Super divided. So it is, like... It's, like, a superfood, right? Because it just... It's, like... It's for, like, providing, like, all of the nourishment that, like, a child needs. Yeah. Like, everything that you can need to, like, grow for a period of time. So, like, there's no question that it's, like, packed with, like protein and all kinds of vitamins and minerals yeah. we got calcium folate magnesium phosphorus potassium vitamin a vitamin b12 zinc iron selenium b6 periodic table at it you, yeah, yeah it's like, in milk and then milk's also like fortified with vitamins too like a and d which means they like add it yeah like artificially for a child i'm i'm pro children drinking milk it's a pro-children podcast. <laughs> I don't know about in, like, all situations, but, like, specifically in drinking milk. Like, kids should definitely do it. But for me personally, I don't know. They say, yeah, so they say it might help improve weight and bone density for kids. They say it helps with, like, just general bone, muscle, teeth health. They say it may help prevent type 2 diabetes. It may help prevent heart disease and strokes. It might be good for your blood pressure. Yeah. But then there are, like, a bunch of, of other studies that sort of say the opposite. Yeah. So, like, they say it might cause, like, cancer, like, prostate cancer. Um, it might make bone fractures, like, happen more. Yeah. 
I it milk. There's just so many things in it, and it's just so everywhere that it's hard to get like an isolated study. Like it's yeah. hard to isolate just the effects of milk. And then of course there's the lactose issue. Yeah. Turns out it's, most people are lactose yeah, intolerant. Which you know, given your history lesson, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> sixty-five. But that, was, that was yeah. Sixty-five to seventy percent of the world's population. I have that fact as well, and especially more pronounced in Asia and Africa and in non-white populations. Yeah. Milk is so, racist. Milk is racist. You can quote me on that. Look at the statistics. Like, if you're non-white, if you're non-Western Eastern European, you're much more likely to be lactose intolerant. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense because it was like Europeans who, and like, and now they got the rest of the world doing it. It's just weird. It is interesting though that the most, the country with the most dairy cows. Do you know? Do you know who it is? I'm gonna assume China. I don't know. No, it's India. Yeah. Which is like funny because. Oh wait, yeah. Hold up. They're not. Well, they have to be exclusively dairy cows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being lactose intolerant, meat, like lactose is the sugar that's in milk, and most people don't have, or lactase. after you're a child, your body stops producing lactase, yeah, which is the enzyme that breaks down that sugar. I guess we already covered environmental costs. Taking together meat and dairy farming of cows is responsible for about 14.5% of the world's greenhouse gases. That's which is, insane. Which is just like, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty huge. And then... So this is the uh, this is the breastfeeding section of the podcast. I didn't know we had a breastfeeding section of the podcast, but go on. Well, we're talking about milk. We can't not talk about human milk. Yeah, fair I'm, enough. I'm mostly here. Like, I don't really have any weird facts. I'm mostly oh. just to here here to plug breastfeeding because, like, it's like supposed to be really good. Like, it's way better. No, it's, than, it's, like, a, it's how you completely set up your child's immune system. Is that's where they get all of that information is from your not your specifically <laughs> from from your milk is where. <laughs> It's why some people like the the breastfeeding versus formula thing. That I think that that that's an interesting debate between mothers. That, I mean, obviously, I'm never going to be a mother, um, but uh, just from what I've learned in science, like a human mother's breast milk is is so important for her baby. So so important. So if you're thinking about um, having some kids, again, this is not a doctoral. <laughs> Do your own research, please. But give us a call if, if you have um, any opinions on the formula versus breastfeed debate, I guess. And also some some adult humans claim that human breast milk has um, benefits. Yeah. I didn't I didn't actually research that, so... There's an episode of... Um, there's a show on Netflix called Unwell, which is about like the various weird, really weird uh, treatments people try, like psychedelic drugs and um, honeybees things to cure like depression so uh there's a weight lifter there on there that like buys somebody else's breast milk because he thinks it'll help him get gains and then there was some dude who said it cured his prostate cancer uh, it's just a weird market because um, it's it's obviously a lot different like you can take a cow's milk a lot easier than you can a, a person's with <laughs> the amount of questions you'll get and uh, the whole thing works so Obviously, less research into that, but you know, maybe that's species. I don't know. In conclusion, I have a few other animal milks that people drink. Hit me with it. So, so yeah, I don't know what people are drinking in the U.S. I assume it's like other than cow. That oh, one, that yeah. one glass out of ten. I assume it's like maybe goat or plant sheep or something. Yeah, I was just assuming that was an animal milk statistic, but yeah. maybe it is just Wait, plant milk. No, it could be. I don't know. In India. They drink water buffalo milk. Wow. Also. 
Um, it's pretty cool. In Scandinavia, reindeer milk? Because huh. apparently that's the only, like, animal that can survive the temperatures. Yeah, I guess you could have, a, like, a yak, maybe. Yeah, um, in Tibet, yak butter tea is, Ooh. like, it's sort of like a soup that people drink. That sounds delicious. Um, apparently the Mongolians used to dry horse milk and make it into a paste. And they would, like, it's sort of like powdered milk. They would, like, reconstitute oh. with water. Sure. Yeah, apparently in Russia they make a fermented drink from horse milk. Yeah. yeah. Those are my facts. Those are some good facts. I have much to think about. <laughs> um, so I guess my my presentation for was a plant milk, which is a way older than I thought. Apparently they've been doing this since 1200 AD. Really? But yeah. So like all these people who will come at you about these soy boys and say like, oh, these new age. Like, no, they've been doing this for a while. <laughs> Actually, Henry Ford had a soy milk plant in Michigan in 1934. Henry so, Ford? Henry, Henry fucking Ford. The, the car man? The inventor of the seven-day work week uh, put her down, a big Nazi fan, Henry Ford. Wait, what? I didn't know <laughs> either of those facts either. Is that true? Well, yeah, yeah. He, uh, so the work week, he invented the weekend uh, to increase productivity, and he was a big Nazi supporter, Henry Ford. Wait, he, there, was, there were no weekends before Henry Ford? I don't know exactly how the work week was set up before. Well, people took Sundays off for like... Church, right? I'm not sure. That might be a different discussion. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, there's a history of this, even in America. So wait, so what was Henry Ford drinking? He had a soy milk plant. I don't know what specifically he was drinking, (laughs) but he was definitely interested in soy milk. He was a soy boy. (laughs) Henry Ford soy boy confirmed. (laughs) Uh, There's, like, almond milk in Egyptian cookbooks as far back as the 13th century. So, yeah, like, this is, soy milk is in China as early as 1365, but they think that coconut milk is the longest tenure one. Uh, so, in 2018, there was a $3.3 billion plant-based food market in the United States, and milk was $1.6 billion of that, so a good half of that. Damn. Plant-based meats were just starting, so plant-based milk was dominating um, $16.3 billion worldwide. Most popular plant-based milks are almond, coconut, rice, and soy, which just from an eye test sounds right. In that uh, order? Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, in 2010, almonds surpassed soy, so I'm going to assume almond is the peak right now. Which is weird because a uh, majority of uh, almonds for almond milk are grown in California, and they're very water-intensive, and California is famously a very water-deficient state. So hmm. I, I had a lot of confusion there. Hmm, that's strange. Animal agriculture, I had this as a comparison, is 80%, 83% of all agricultural land is for, like, animals. Mm-hmm. But only 18% of the calories you eat are from that land. So, like, all the calories you get from meat and milk and animal products are 18% of all calories. But the amount of land it takes to cultivate this oh, is 83%. I see. Yeah. And it takes 976 gallons of water to produce one gallon of milk. I'm assuming just from plant. Damn. Damn. Uh, so the benefits of plant-based milks is that they do not have lactose or ca- cholesterol. So you don't need the enzymes to like digest that, Break them down. which is good because like we said, 65% of people are either missing or deficient in those. So I, I've got I pulled up some stats on all the milks that help you choose your plant-based milk. And uh, so here we go. So soy milk, the, the soy boys, it actually has the highest protein of all the milks. Okay, interesting. Which is interesting because it's given a very feminine, um, I guess, cultural 
niche, but it, it's the one that if you wanted to bulk up, I would go with this one. The thing about like soy based foods, I think they're like, like you eat like tofu is like higher protein than like meat. Like it's kind of funny. Like, I, and it's just weird that they got. I, I know the estrogen thing like is a joke, but I could find no evidence that eating increased soy increases your estrogen levels or in any way affects your female hormones. So it's just it's got to be just a really good PR campaign against soy. Uh, almond is the next one I have here. It has less than one gram of protein per cup. Like almond milk is nutritionally not ideal. It has more calcium than column milk though, and it's got antioxidants and it's rich in vitamin E. Almond milk is the most environmentally intensive of the plant-based milk, though. It's 920 gallons of water per gallon of almond milk, oh which is just lower than the cow one. I mean, you're not artificially inseminating the almond, so you are getting rid of all of the ethical parts of it. But if you're into plant-based milk as an environmentally-based alternative argument, this is not the milk for you. Uh, <laughs> next one is cashews. Which have unsaturated fats and antarctic acids, and they also have some. It says that they're good for your eyes. I don't know, and there's also they're also one of the creamiest of the milks. I've never had cashew milk. Have you? I'm not either. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's cashews are very interesting. That they're very toxic to handle, from what I understand. They like go in a fruit, and you have to peel the fruit out, and then the fruit and the inside contains a caustic, like just straight up, like it'll burn you chemicals. Jeez. And you have to peel, take the nuts out with gloves. Yeah, no cashews. Cashews are... That's nuts. Thoroughly. <laughs> Surprised that that's the first time you've said that. <laughs> Next is coconuts, which again have very little protein. Uh, some saturated fats. There's a, the research on it is again is mixed. Like, are they good for you? Or are they bad for you? Hmm. They Coconut trees, though, sequester a lot of carbon. So environmentally, again, if that's your shtick, coconut milk is good. You can make milk out of hemp. Do you know that? Hemp is... It's like marijuana related leaves, right? Yeah. Or not? No, that's just marijuana. I feel like. <laughs> well, hemp is somehow related to marijuana. I know this much, but I mean, they make clothes out of hemp. Yeah, yeah. You can make like a fabric out of it, Damn. and apparently a milk. Uh, it says from what I found, it's not great with coffee, so I don't think we would drink it. But it has a very nutty flavor, and yeah. Hmm. Do you think there's a market for like a milk shirt? <laughs> Milk is a liquid. Yeah, but like with hemp, like. So a hemp shirt. Yeah, but like it's. <laughs> yes. You can like you, squeeze you can milk ex- out of it. You, oh, like a platypus. Yes. Like a platypus. You just wring out the platypus. Is that how you milk a platypus? Is you just wring it? Like a, I don't think anybody's like, milking platypus. But if they did. Uh, oat milk is high in sugar and it froths wells for lattes. These notes are so fucking random. <laughs> Rice milk is not allergenic, so it's tangent. Rice, uh, milk, lactose intolerance and a milk allergy are two different things. You can be straight up allergic to milk. Like you, your throat will close up and your immune system will attack uh, it as you drink it. And it's, it's something diff- else. It's different than not being able to process it. What I don't like is just like when the milk is kind of bland and has no flavor. Yeah. It, it lacks... Uh, <laughs> I... It, la- it? it lacks taste, you know? See, so you could say I'm a... Uh, Lack, lack taste intolerant. No, because if you... <laughs> that joke lacks taste, so if you were lactose intolerant, you wouldn't have made it. I'm proud of that one. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Silence. Let's just sit here. 
<laughs> pea milk is protein wise, it's as it's rich as soy, but apparently there's like a slight pea aftertaste, but it's got a third of the saturated fats as cow milk. Wait, what? Yeah. What's this made out of? Pea. Oh, a pea. Okay. Like the plant. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Pea milk can tell <laughs> Then there's um, flax milk, which is rich in omega-3, but it doesn't, and it doesn't contain any of the top 10 allergies people have for soy or nuts, so it says it doesn't taste It's like a third-party candidate. <laughs> and quinoa milk is basically just like water because it's so hard to get like the nut out of the quinoa that they... It's hard to milk the quinoa? Yeah. It's hard to milk the quinoa. <laughs> Now, there's two main ways of milking your nut. <laughs> I'm glad we're covering this. <laughs> well, it's like, you always wonder, like, it's not like nuts got titties or stuff. Yeah. So basically, they soak the nuts until they're all soft and they crush them. And then they remove and add enzymes to get to, like, the milk to where they want it to be. Because hmm. some of these plants contain things that you don't want to drink. And sometimes they don't contain things like, just like how they add, like, vitamins to milk. My My fear with, like plant milks is just that it's like such an artificial process to like create it that i like don't even really know what i'm drinking you know what i'm saying yeah uh all of the materials that i found on this said that if you have fears like that definitely go with the organic milks mm, okay like if it's labeled as organic then you know that they only use like natural products in it gotcha those will be smaller in some of the minerals and vitamins just because they can't artificially add them but and dry and uh, the dry process they basically make it into a flour and then they like make a flower flavored drink of the milk with that flower from that plant. And then that, that's how hmm. it works. Interesting. There's some recent innovations here where they're trying to mix almond and oat milk. And that's increasing in popularity. And they're even thinking about making fermented plant-based beverages. So like, I guess alcohol. Interesting. Well, isn't that just like what? Regular alcohol is what? actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What if it was the other way around that the dairy industry is starting to look into <laughs> fermenting milk long enough that it's alcohol? Here's a question for you. After uh, doing this research and like hearing my stuff, have your feelings changed towards milk? I think I, yeah, I think I'm going to have to lean more towards plant-based milks in the future, like avoiding almond, but I think it's going to have to be like soy or oat milk. We have, we can do taste tests, so you can... Would you like, would you like to do that now? Yeah, do taste test time. Oh, I just have a couple last fun facts. Oh, yeah. The Got Milk campaign. Did you know that the first ad for it was directed by Michael Bay? <laughs> Wait, what? They referenced this supposedly famous Got Milk ad with Aaron Burr, directed by Michael... Obviously not Wait. the real Aaron Burr. With some Aaron Burr influence. I didn't watch it, but it was directed by Michael Bay. Wait, Aaron... I'm more f confused by... They were using Aaron Burr to promote milk? Yeah. Was Aaron Burr like... I don't know. Do you want to watch it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me pull it up. That's like the strangest like spokesperson you could choose for, especially when you think like they're probably like marketing it to like children. Right. Why would children know? I guess if you learned history, you would. But like, it's not like it was George Washington. Like it was. Oh, it's it's about who shot Alexander Hamilton. And remember that this was directed by Michael Bay. Oh, the premise is he can't answer because his mouth is too dry. His mouth is too dry from peanut butter, so he needs milk. You can hear that he's saying Aaron Burr in the 
Okay. See, I was imagining like Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr with the milk mustache, like shooting out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like Aaron Burr was their first choice. They were like, you know, this guy's got street cred. He did shoot Alexander Hamilton. And Michael Bay said, "We'll do it live." Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, like like and like Michael Jordan like dunking the basketball with the milk mustache. Like I'm imagining like yeah. Aaron Burr like, sh- like shooting Hamilton. <laughs> Like, if I hadn't had my milk, I could not have ended this man's life. Kids, drink your milk. The campaign is thoroughly confusing. They had a lot of weird commercials. One of them was the dude goes to hell, and their version of hell is that they have all these endless cookies and no milk. That's the dude's punishment for eternity. He's got, like, relatively dry mouth. He's going to just chow down on cookies. No, but, like, the the milk is so entrenched in culture. Uh, The God Milk campaign probably didn't do it, but it's crazy. Milk is everywhere. It's funny when you think about, like, people when, like, people think about eating strange foods that are unfamiliar to them, like, mm-hmm. like is eating a bug any weirder than drinking milk? Like, drinking milk no, is no, a Drinking milk, once you've broken it down to me, is much weirder. It's really strange. Like, it's another... No other animals do it. Like, it's not for you. Like, you're, like, too, like, you're too old for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> my, like, you, you just grow out of it. And people are like, well, I used to drink five glasses of milk a day. I can't be lactose and I'm like, yeah, no, you just stopped eating those nutrients. You're an adult now. You don't need to do that. It's really weird. It's like, I can't think of a parallel to it. No, because it's so ubiquitous, though. It's everywhere. I mean, because, like, eggs are sort of strange. You know, it's strange to eat eggs, right? But yeah. it's like... And lots of animals eat eggs, though. Yeah, and it's like, we don't produce eggs ourselves. So it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like you eat eggs as a kid and then... No, but like humans yeah. make milk. Yeah. And now, but like when you're an adult and you're drinking somebody else's breast milk, like that's strange, right? It's really weird. But why is it less strange for a cow? I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, I'm uh, utterly amazed. <laughs> You've planted some ideas in my head. Uh, all right, is it milk time? It's milk time. So we've now come to the taste test portion of this podcast we got three plant-based milks in front of me coconut soy and almond but i don't know which is which so i'm gonna go ahead and taste this first milk it's it's sweet it's definitely flavored the consistency is really similar to that of regular milk let's try the second one This one has an interesting aftertaste, and it's a little thicker, I think, than regular milk. It's not as flavored. Like, that's a nutty flavor. Like, that's that's some plant. This is definitely coconut milk. This shirt is <laughs> Can you guess between the other two? I want to say left is oat. You think that one's oat? And the, the last one so is? So the middle one must be almond? Final answer? Yeah. No, it's reverse on those two. Because oh. the, the bad thing, I already had this almond milk, and it's vanilla flavored. Um, That's the sweet one. I like oat milk a lot. I'm a fan of oat milk. Oh, it's your favorite? Um, or it's coconut. Yeah, I think oat milk was my favorite between those three. All right. Well, you heard it, heard it here first. I don't know if you'll hear it anywhere else. <laughs> So now let's get Nicholas's take on this. He's got two glasses of milk in front of him because he's already knows what the almond vanilla tastes like. So I like right off the bat, these are very like different colors. <laughs> I'm gonna guess that this one is oat milk. 
because it's sort of like a little bit like the other one is very like white and this one is like a little bit i don't know how you describe that color it's got a little more like pigment in there all right we'll give it a taste all right um it's not much of an odor glass. hmm it's pretty nice yeah hints of uh rosemary <laughs> <laughs> that one's a uh, 73 Straight from France, from the past tour. A good year. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's oat. No, I'm trying the I, second one. I feel like you can tell about coconut. Coconut smells like coconut, yeah. Coconut smells. They're not really hiding coconut milk. I guess True. That's, that's one of the considerations you have to take when you like. You're gonna taste if there's yeah it's coconut. Like if you like coconut, coconut. You're gonna. Like, this is like from a milk standpoint. Like if you're doing it for nutritional value, like. Maybe don't choose coconut, but from a taste perspective, it, it tastes really, really good. And maybe maybe you need to deculture yourself from milk like that with coconut milk. Yeah. Make it acceptable to drink like a plant milk. Oat and coconut are both the plain versions taste good. Like I don't like plain almond milk. Like it tastes like liquefied almond. Oh. <laughs> which I don't enjoy. Yeah, I think at my house we mostly get the flavored ones when we get almond. Like I said, chocolate almond milk is delicious. But yeah, I would drink these, uh... Two good milks? Yeah. Two good milks. Well, I guess do we have any, um, concluding marks, remarks for this? Um, so environmentally, almond milk and dairy milk are not much different. So if that's your, if that's your motivator, I mean, go do what you're doing. That's not going to affect it. Ethically, plant milks cause a lot less artificial inseminations than cow milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go so far as say zero. I don't know, but much less. So, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to know about milk. We bred ourselves into it. Now, now we got to talk ourselves out of it. Milk, man. Milk, man. It's uh, really... Uh... You got one more? You got one more in you? Mm. No, I don't. Damn. Well, we, I wouldn't dare dairy. Yeah. Cow chow. <laughs> Moo. Cow toe. We're not gonna cow tow to big cow. <laughs> <laughs> big cow. Yeah. Big big pharma. Big, big milk. Big. I mean, big milk is big pharma. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. How do you get? Where do you get big milk? Big farm. Uh, on that note, we're gonna say uh, this has been shaking the pot, Adam. This has been shaking the milk. Hope you're shook. Hope, hope your pods are shook. Shook some milk out of those pods.